Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Now you can't change your past. But you can determine your destiny by deciding for Christ. But Christ can change your past. He died on the cross so that all the sins you've ever committed, all the things you've ever done wrong are forgiven. What do you have to do? You have to repent of your sins. That means to be willing to change your way of living. You may have no power to do it. You may not have power to give up some of those habits you know are wrong. You may not have power to fall in love with your wife again. You may not have power to change your whole life that you know needs to be changed, but if you surrender to Christ, he'll give you the power. You say, well, Billy, I don't know what else to do. I've been baptized, I joined the church and so forth, but I don't really have peace and joy and power in my life, all that you're talking about. How do I get it? Jesus Christ said, I am the way, come to Christ. He will give you a new strength and a new power and a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Every person that ever lived has to make the same choice. It's either the world and its pleasures and its gods or it's Christ. Which is it for you? Who are you choosing? Who are you voting for? Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh yes, there's pleasure in sin for a short time. But it's soon over. The hangover comes. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be there. Choose Christ. And there'll never be a hangover except joy and peace. And it's an urgent decision because to delay makes the right decision harder. Indecision in itself is a choice. Not to decide is to decide not to. If you have a ticket for a flight to Atlanta tonight and can't decide whether to go or not, if you wait past the departure time, the choice will have been made. The plane will take off without you. Decisions are made whether we make them or not. Time decides if you will not. And time always decides against you. There's a lonely arena in the depths of your heart where the greatest battle of life must be fought alone. That's your decision about Christ. Your parents can't make it for you. The church can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend can't make it for you. You have to make it yourself. And you must decide tonight. There are hundreds of people here tonight that have to decide tonight. And your decision tonight, yes or no, will decide where you'll be a hundred years from now. If you're not sure that you're ready to meet God, if you're not sure you're going to heaven and you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, you come and make sure tonight. I believe that none of you are here by accident tonight. I believe that you're here on this particular night because this is the night that you are to meet God in a new way and receive him into your heart. Come to Christ. He will give you a new strength and a new power 
and a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, where they're driving a Pinto are driving a Mercedes. Welcome to the latest edition of Inspired with Christopher, because you know what? This week we're going to talk about a message of unity. Also, like we're going to speak about to forgive or not to forgive. And how far should we let someone take us before we cut ties and we move on like within our lives? And with that said, we have a special guest with us. The gentleman was with me last week, but it but it was so nice that we got to bring him on twice. And that is Mr. Johnny Podcasting, Mr. John Wangland, because he is involved with the situation as well. So, like, we're going to speak about some certain people. And for the most part, we're going to be positive tonight because we don't want to tear no one down. We don't want to be like others that are tearing people down for the simple fact that they're lacking spiritually and they're lacking emotionally so they have to vicariously through others tear them down so they can look at themselves in the mirror because they can't do it otherwise so ladies and gentlemen welcome to inspired with christopher and johnny podcasting welcome back brother how are you doing tonight man i'm doing good buddy what's going on how you doing man i'm doing all right man it's um this has been a very eventful past couple days for like the both of us as you know and um and which which like the crazy thing is is that like with drama with me and you um not that there's drama like with me and you face to face (laughs) like that but with me and you with us having god like within our hearts we tend to see things from like a different perspective than most people that uh, that are non-believers and like with that being said um there's certain people especially on like the format called twitter that that love to speak negatively of us and they love to tear us down and 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 first and foremost uh like the first person that i want to bring up is mr matt coon and uh matt first and foremost what me and john think of you from a talent standpoint you are a extremely talented guy you have a great show and you have the potential to do great wonderful things but like for some reason dude you have the you think is that which i don't know whether that there's a a hole like within your heart that you're trying to fill by tearing people down and thinking that you know it all or what the deal is but brother we seriously want nothing but the best for we want nothing but the best for you but god calls us to not judge one another but to hold one another accountable 
for your words and for your actions. So tonight, brother, we're not going to pass judgment. We're going to call you out for what's going on, like within within the guidelines that God teaches us. So, brother John, start yes, off, man. What do you think? Hey, listen, you know, I'm a human being. I make mistakes too. Um, you know, I've I've not I'm not perfect. I lack a lot of, uh, sometimes I'm a New Yorker and I say what's on my mind and I say what I feel and I'm a very vocal person. Great pizza, by the way. Very good pizza. We have great pizza all around where I'm at. No, it's just good shit, man. It's (laughs) good stuff. I'm telling you, but Hey, you know, I'm a human being. I make mistakes too. I come from the I, I come from a way in life where you don't accept bullying from people, and you don't accept bullies, and you don't accept morally irres- irresponsible and uh, awful people. And I'm 37, going on 38 years old. I'm very good at managing my temper most of the time, but when you get pushed and poked so much, you can only take so much from certain people sometimes. And I'm so over these people, man. <laughs> I really am. I don't bother anybody, man. I mind my own business. I don't do anything. And it's this negative cancerous environment, you know, and I'm actually going to be doing a show on it tomorrow. And it's not about these people because to be honest with you, you you know, you asked me last minute if we wanted to do this and I said, sure, whatever. I was talking to you and coming on, you know, they, they think I wait to respond to them, to bury them. I wasn't even going to entertain anything about even talking about them. And I'm I'm not even really going to get into too many details about them because, you know, no matter what, I, I don't have any hatred towards them. And I, I honestly, I pity them and I feel bad for them that they live lives where they think it's okay to be this way all the time. But once again, I'll say I'm not perfect either, you know, and I, I made mistakes too. And I accept my consequences and faults for those things. And I try to learn to be a better person. These are the people that don't, they don't care. This is what they do every day in their lives. And they want to sit over there and be this way every day. It's easy for me to be angry at them and mad at them, but in the same aspect is, how am I being a Christian by not forgiving them and turning the other cheek, which is what I'm doing now. And I'm trying to practice what I preach on this because I haven't always done it in the past. And yeah, does it upset me when they do it? And is it agitating and rude? Of course. But I really pity these people, man. I pity that, the, that their lives are, are to this level, Christopher, that they have to be this way on a daily basis. And this is coming from somebody that's admitting that I make and have made these mistakes too. So I'm trying to learn from, yeah, we're trying to learn from them and they're not, and that's on them, man. And I really hope that they do, that they do. Now, Matt Kuhn, you mentioned Matt Kuhn. Matt Kuhn is one of, and I will say this and it may come across wrong, but it needs to be said about him. He is one of the most disgraceful human beings in the world. The way that he acts to people, the way that he treats other people, the way that he calls people losers and all these things in life every second he gets. And he needs severe help in his life. And I, I, I'm, I know he had a rough upbringing and I think that's part of it, but this, this guy is something else, man. If anybody's close to being beyond repair in life as a person, it's this guy, man, because his morals are such in the tank that I couldn't even fathom to be like that or try to understand. It's so hard to understand because that's how he is. He's such a, such a random guy, man. Oh, yeah. And like the thing is, is that like Matt, I mean, like I said at the beginning, Matt is such a talented guy. And it's sad that he's letting his insecurities and 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 like his personal demons get get like within get get like within like the way of that. Matt 
short term, you might be extremely successful, but but your attitude will be your downfall. And like that's been proven time and time again, like with people that are arrogant, cocky, and normally whenever you are acting like that, you're trying to make up for a shortcoming that you have. And Matt, there's nothing wrong with admitting that something deep down, that something, that something is bothering you. That something, that something that happened, that's the root cause for why you are being the way that you are. We won't judge you for it, man. We will praise you for it. If there's something going on that's causing you to act the way you are, we're not going to make fun of you for it. We will praise you for it, man. We're going to pray for you. And Matt, you're going to probably go crazy from hearing this, but me and John, we forgive you, brother. We're going to continue to pray for you, and we wish for nothing but the best. We might not think highly of your character, but we pray that God, he can mold you into the person that you're meant to be because we are all like raw clay and, 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 and with, and with like the days that we are given that we wake up, God, he's molding us. So Matt, brother, let go of those issues and let God mold you. You know, and I, and I want to say too, you know, in one aspect of it with him is, um, <laughs> I'll be real, man. And I'll, I'll sit over here and admit my faults and, you know, yep. did I do parody shows of him and mock him and have fun with it? Yeah, I did, man. Will I do it again? Yeah, I will. And it's, you know, it's not something that's derived to be what it is, but it comes across that way. And Hey, you know, it, I'm not, I'm not validating that decision or saying that he doesn't have a right to dislike me because of that, because, Hey, you know, by all means, I can accept that and that's fine, but I never did it as somebody that did it to him intentionally right off the bat. It was this guy doing it for months and shitting on people and treating them the way that he did and how he acted. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't justify it or make it right or wrong. But once oh. again, it's a, it's something I'm learning to work on, you know, within myself too, because I'm learning to turn the other cheek and that's why I don't respond to these people anymore. And that's why when they go off and they start things for no reason, or they mock me or they make judgments or do hateful and heinous things, I'm not responding to it on there. All, and I'm not going to be responding to the, any, to, to, to these guys negatively tonight. It's just not my style, yeah. man. You know, I agree. It's something I want to work. It's something I want to work on too. Like we all need to work on. And I know that. And, uh, these guys, man, are just something now. They really, they need some help, man. And I, I hope they can get some help in their lives or some happiness in their lives because it really doesn't seem like they have much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like, the thing is, is that once again, Matt, me and John, we are not perfect. We are not even close. We are the furthest thing from perfect you can imagine. And like, the thing is, is that like me, a perfect example of my imperfections and my need for God is a few weeks ago, you guys saw like my blow up and my meltdown on Twitter whenever I was having a bipolar manic meltdown and that I was freaking talking crap about so many people and they didn't really deserve it. But basically what happened was 
that I was having a moment of weakness, my 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 mental my mental illness yes i'm man enough to admit that i struggle with mental illness if you want to attack me so be it but i'm man enough to admit that i have those issues and that i had a moment of weakness and basically what happened was that i was so frustrated like with the fact that i wake up with pain on a daily basis due to my spinal stenosis and my degenerative disc disease that that like my depression got the best of me and it convinced me that no one cared that's the complete opposite of the truth but because of the mixture of the two guys i had a bad moment a a lapse in character a lapse in judgment but what I did when I got within the right mindset was I tried to rectify the situation and 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 I spoke to the people that I spoke negative of, which was mainly Vince Russo and Troy, and um, which I sincerely sent Troy an apology um, and Vince, which I went on my show your show mike durban show and i said sorry multiple times over which i sincerely mean that guys and i admit that i'm not perfect but when i apologize you can take that to the bank that that's sincere um and which our next topic is mr vince russo um vince from the bottom of my heart I was frustrated over certain things due to the fact that I got certain things mixed up and I got certain things in my head that weren't necessarily true. And Vince, thank you so much for all you've done for me. Thank you so much for going out of your way like you have. And like with you being a huge public figure, you didn't have to, you could very, you could have very, you could have said, Chris, sorry, but I have no time for you. But the fact that you take time out of your busy schedule and you've done what you've done for me. And first off, you're the main reason why that I have a podcast. Thank you for that. And secondly, like the fact that you went out of your way and you made time like to help raise money for me, that means the world to me. And Vince, like the fact that I attacked you like the way that I did and I made that lapse in judgment due to the fact that my physical pain, it caused me to not be the person that you know that I could be. Brother, I'm sorry for that. And Troy, like the same goes for you, brother. For you, brother. If you choose to listen to events and that brings you joy, then that ain't for me like to judge you because guess what? Just like you, me and John, we are marks for wrestling too, okay? And guess what? Like those closeted marks like Matt Coon, guess what? We're loud and proud about it. We're not going to say, oh, man. We're not marks because that's the cool thing to say. No, man, we love wrestling, and that's the one thing that brings that brings us all together. So Vince and Troy, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry for what I've said, and 
and and I really and I really and I really really want to have a strong friendship with the both of you going forward. Now, John, you got your side of of these two gentlemen. So, what do you got to say? Hey, man, you know Troy's a great guy, and I said it, you know, and I apologize to Troy too if it came across a certain way. So, you know, Troy is nothing but nice things to him. I, I have nothing but nice stuff to say about him as a person to me and everything like that. And, um, you know, I'm I, Troy's a good guy, man. He accepted the apology, understood it was it wasn't anything malicious after I explained it to him. It was a, it was a joke and things, but it got out of control. And, uh, you know, Hey, he's a good guy. We, we talk man to man and that's what you do in life to people. If you know, you're ever offensive or whatever, because unfortunately when we do shows, we have to be entertaining, you know, and there's a moniker you have to play up. Sometimes you have to be a character or personality in some ways. Um, you know, I always tell people that if you want to see the most authentic me, go listen to my show every Monday, because that's who I am as a person. When we talk wrestling, it's that, that fan, that car, Arnie style comes out and yeah, you know, that living a dream of talking about what you like and what you're passionate about. And, you know, it brings out a little bit of a persona or character and all those things. And it's the same in anything in life. Um, but you know, that's not an accurate reflection on, you know, the way I live my life. And I still don't even think we're that over the top with what we do. I think we're pretty moderate most of the time compared to some of the other things I hear out there. Um, oh God, yeah. but you know, with Vince's, I mean, I've said this to nauseam with people and it's just, or we're about this topic is I have the utmost respect for him. You know, I always did. I looked up to him in a lot of ways and I felt very let down by the things that he would say and do against things. And sometimes when you look up to somebody, um, what's the best way to put it? When you look up to him, you put them on a pedestal and don't realize too, that they're human beings and make mistakes as well. And yeah. it's, usually because you look up to them in a lot of ways or they were there, they, there's something about them that, you know, you, you like, and I always had a lot of respect for him and I always did look up to him and it was nice to get a chance to know him a little bit and to talk to him and to just get that and whatever it was. And I felt very let down by the way that he was acting towards his fans and towards other people and not being a loyal guy still didn't do anything disrespectful or offensive to him. It, it took about fucking six months of his guy there, man, dogging me out and saying stuff before I even made something that was a joke that might have been taken out of, out of the you know certain context, and that wasn't always the best way to put it on the shows. We did exactly what he does. We did parody shows, and like he does with his Masters Year Theater, we weren't going at him maliciously. And when I wrote him something last week, nice, and I said to him, I said. I feel ashamed when I see how he acts. He does a show about God and about forgiveness and turning the other cheek. And then one hour later, he's out there laughing about Bischoff getting fired and other people's misfortunes because of his hatred with them and their, their hatred towards him. And when you write about something, and I said and what I felt, and I still do feel that way, I'm embarrassed that I ever sat over there and looked up to somebody that constantly says one thing and does the other. And do I think that's who he really is? No, I, I honestly, I, I don't think that is. I think he's very passionate like we are. And he is a New Yorker and I'm a New Yorker and I can understand that. Um, and I, I accept him, but it, it took me a little bit to really realize that maybe I felt very let down by him. And that's why it, it upset me about him because I looked up to him. But you know what? That thing on Sunday, it is what it is on their channel, man. I thought it was hilariously funny to go in there and watch these guys that terrorized us forever, to sit over there and go down in a blaze of glory and just go at each other. And it, what was meant to happen in life was meant to happen. And 
Vince is listening to a story from somebody that is misrepresenting it and misrepresenting us supposedly saying something hateful about him on these clips and these shows before. And it's wrong. It's a misinterpretation. Yeah. He's never listened to it. So I'm not going to levy an apology out to somebody when they haven't even taken the time to listen to it and to, and to sit over there and really make a, a firm um, opinion on us supposedly saying something wrong and burying him. So until you go and listen to it and hear it for yourself, I'm not going to, if you really thought I did afterwards, I'd, I'd give somebody an apology because I would understand from their perspective that, you know, that they would feel that way. I don't feel that way, but if they didn't said that to me after listening to it, right. I would, I, I would give an apology, but until you do that and you stop being a hypocrite and you actually go and take the time to go listen to something, then don't sit over there and ever expect me to sit over there and defend you and to be a fan of yours again, or to sit over there and support you in any way, take the time and have the decency to go listen to the damn thing. And don't listen to somebody that's painting a false narrative. Go look at the people that's painting this narrative to you is all I'm going to say is go look at those three. They're they're not the best people, you know, they're not the best people, man, at all. So that's the narrative they want to paint. It's because their lives are unhappy and they're miserable people. And, and and Vince, the one thing which me which which uh, me and John we might have our different views when it comes to you, but like we respect our we we respect one another like within that way too. But but like thing is is that Vince, one thing that me when it comes to you that me and John we do agree on is the fact that the people that you associate with not the people on the um realm network we're we're not speaking about disco or Vito or or goldilocks or none of those people but but like the groups like the grapplers with all due respect vince they make you look like an idiot they make you look like a complete moron that has no clue what's going on with your fan base. And dude, this is the thing is that me and John, we would have no issues with the grapplers, but dude, their version of slain is downright legal harassment. And whenever you have these grapplers that claim that they support you, they are contacting me and John's sponsors, and they're claiming that we are child molesters. And 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 then like they're claiming that like we're homophobes, and then like they're claiming that like we're racist, and they are potentially costing us money for the because they disagree like with certain things that we say, then that's when we have a problem. And this is the thing is that would you be associated with somebody that was doing the same to you? If like the God's truth brother is you, is you probably wouldn't be. And (laughs) when it comes like to Jeff Lane, for the most part, me personally, the biggest problem that that I have with Jeff Lane is that he skimmed your video on YouTube. He did not watch the whole entire thing, and he told his version of what your video represented, and Vince took it as the gospel. 
when when in fact the like the video that you made which has been talked about a thousand times it's it's nauseating (laughs) oh yeah you simply were being a good samaritan to vince warning him dude matt coon he's gonna screw you over please man listen to this and i'm warning you and guess what literally all of what john said like within that video it came true yep every every bit of it did yep so jeff brother like with all due respect please if you're going to state something please have facts behind it and don't have your own little twisted version simply due to the fact that you had disagreements with 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 a person because like with all due respect you're pulling a fox news man you're taking little snippets and clips and you're cherry picking what you want just to twist it so you can make yourself look the best within that scenario when in fact that's not the case whatsoever so brother me and John will pray for you, man. We'll pray that God changes your heart and God molds you. We don't know if you believe in God, which, which do you know if, uh, like Jeff Welling, if he's a nope. Christian, John? Uh, no idea. I, I doubt it, but you know, I don't think so at all. Okay. Well, well, Jeff, we will pray for you that God he molds your heart and he changes you for the better, man. Because like you twisting the truth that speaks to your character that you're not, you're not the good person that you could be. So brother, we're praying for you. And, and like, um, and like, uh, that's all we got to say when it concerns Vince and Jeff and just wait, wait, hold on. Just one last thing, like with Vince and Jeff. The, 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 that being, guys, please, please, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you shouldn't be allowed to laugh at others. He did a very nice show. He did a very nice show on just on um, what's I was going to say just thinking, but that's always a good show. It's one of ours. Um, But um, that's life. He did a nice one. I went and listened to it today, actually. And I never I haven't listened to this stuff in a long time, actually. Um, So he did a very nice show kind of talking about some of these things. He made a lot of great points in there. And he he told a lot of really nice stories and he was a very transparent guy today on it. And uh, I'm actually going to send him a, a message tomorrow. Um, and send that to him and because I, you know, I, I want him to understand a perspective and if he doesn't like it or doesn't whatever, but I, I, I think he's a guy that wants peace too. And I'm not engaging with any of this. This is other people engaging me in this, you know? And I'm like, I'm not bringing this up. I I could give two rats asses less in life. If he ever talked to me again, that means nothing to me. But it's the thing is I listened to what he had to say because I actually took the time to listen to it. And I'm like, you know what? maybe I should reach out to this guy and it's not about, and I'm not apologizing. It's not to apologize to anybody. It's to understand his side of it and say, I understand your side and here is my side and I wish you the best. And 
all good feelings. And I'm going to do that because you know why I took the time to listen to stuff. So take the time to listen to mine too, to, before you make a a judgment and an assertion on who I am, you know, I'm so sick and tired of these guys and even talking about this because it's like, I'm bothering nobody. I'm sitting here and at peace, man. And I'm eight o'clock in the morning. I get up and I got 50 million messages about this stuff again. And I'm like, people let it go, man, come on. Just grow yep. up and leave me alone if you don't like me. I don't care. I don't even. Yep. I. I'm not. I'm not mentioning it on my show. I'm not talking about it on my show. You know, if somebody asks yep. me about it, like you know, you ask me, and I'll I'll give my opinion on it. But yep. you know, or I'll give my side of something. But I'm not seeking it out like they think I, I want to or I'm mm-hmm. going to to go bash them or to talk about it again. I, I don't need it. It doesn't draw me any ratings. It doesn't do anything special for me. It's, it's not a topic I I want even on my and my radar. And I said that. Five weeks ago, whatever it was. Now. That's true. You know, and I said that. And have I re- done anything to say about them? You can see my stuff. And no, no, you haven't at Zero. all. I, I stick to my word and I turn the other cheek and I wanted to say something today, but I didn't. Yep. I didn't. And, and like the thing is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, we are speaking our piece. And for the people that want to move forward, like within a, within a positive way with us, we will talk to you, but for like the people that are speaking negative, this is the end all, the be all. And guess what? Starting right after we get done recording tonight, you're going to be ignored. You're going to be blocked. And guess what? You're going to be shooed away. I'm sorry, but God tells us that we need to cut certain people out of our lives so yep. we can move forward. So we can fulfill his purpose for our lives. So, uh, 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 so with certain people that don't agree, like with what we have to say tonight, and you want to continue like the negativity, guess what? We're going to shoot you out. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. And with that said, before we move on, we're going to have the inspired song of the week, ladies and gentlemen. And the song it's called Hookers and Robbers by Charlie Hall. Yes, we have a Christian song. Yes, yes, exactly. A Christian song called Hookers and Robbers, which basically the message of it, like the message of it is that no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, that you can stop and God will reach his hand out and he will love you no matter where you're at in life and he will transform you. And that goes to everybody that I'm talking about tonight. Me and John are talking about, you can just reach out. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, buddy, I'm sorry. Before we wrap up this part of the show and bring this Mm -hmm. thing to a closure is I want to say one last thing. And this is really, because I haven't been saying anything like I mentioned, I'm not even engaging in it. I I sit over there and I get it all and it is what it is. And I don't say anything. I sent you a message, man. Okay. I sent you an email again today. I've sent you messages Mm -hmm. before for people. I've sent you everything in a polite way, in a gentlemanly way. I've sent you an email today. I know you read your email. I know you got it, dude, either move, move on or sit over there and be a, be a gentleman in a private and have a conversation with me. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to say anything nasty to you. I want to sit and understand your perspective and, 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 do it like gentlemen and civil people should do like it should have been done in the first place. And we're all guilty of not doing that. So the offer is out there. If you want to talk, man, you got my phone number, you have my email address, you got my, all my information. Come on, dude, 
grow, grow, grow up and talk to me then. If you don't want to talk to me, that's great. Just stop talking about me then and stop being rude and harassing and just, and disparaging, you know, and I would love to sit over there and have a conversation with you as gentlemen. And I said that in a message today to you, you got it. I know you did. If you don't want to, that's up to you, man, but just stop and move on. If not, because that's what I've been doing and I've, have, I've ignored you and haven't said anything up until this point. And I plan to keep doing it that way. Even if you continue on, just move on, man you know, or sit over there and have a conversation like a grown up and talk to yeah. me and I'll do the same with you and it'll be done after that. And, uh, it's done now in my book anyways, but it obviously uh, isn't in other people's. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like too, is that how many shows do we have that they can appear on that they can talk to us? I think what, like nine, million, 10 shows. I mean, there's like a million man that we do. It seems the yeah. thing is I don't even want to do it if they wanted to do it out in public, I would do it. I don't even want to do it in public because I would like to just have a private conversation with people. But if that was the opportunity that they wanted to talk on air, so nothing got misinterpreted, I'd be fine with that. But I would rather have a private conversation with them. And, and I, agree. I don't, you know, I, that's just what I would rather do. That's why I message people directly myself like today and stuff. And it's like, just stop, you know, talk yeah. to me or grow up or stop or whatever. And that's why I said it because I don't want to get into it with people. I don't want to fight. It's not and what I I'm agree. About. All yeah. right. So ladies That's and gentlemen, before hookers and robbers. Yes. Yes. There you go. And I love it. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the inspired song of the week. It's called hookers and robbers. We'll be back in a second. Kids, track kids, hookers and robbers, the naked and hungry, mothers and fathers, abuses, excuses, guns in your hands, and I even welcome the arrogant man. I welcome you all to the biggest of feasts, a night of no shame to pause and to breathe. This is a night of love's renovation, a feast I am sure that could change a whole nation. Me, I am not such an excellent host. I'm one who forgives but needs it the most. I found the liar, the killer of hearts, and I ran away with a new way to start. A journey to road where a bright man appeared. He looked into me, my eyes filled with tears. My breath fast and short, my heart burning deep. He gave me new eyes and a new way to see. Come.
bitching and freaking, cussing and beating. Oh, I hold you and always forgiving. This is the story of love and of living. Wipe off your tears and laugh just a little. Come break this bread, celebrate the forgiver. Raise up a glass, a time to remember. Come break this bread, celebrate the forgiver. Come. are coming back and i hope and i hope and pray that that song that it that it inspired you and it made you realize that no matter where you are like within like your walk with life whether god is with you or god isn't quite there yet that all you have to do is reach your hand out and god will gladly wrap his arms around you and take you where you need to be and it's such a beautiful thing and and like we've been talking about people within like a positive manner, like within like a truthful manner, we've been calling things out for what they need to be called out for. And there's a couple more people. And then we're going to move on to some wrestling talk guys. Okay. So, uh, so like the next person, it's kind of interesting because I will be blunt with you guys. I had a, a bad view of this gentleman simply due to the fact that he was associated with a group called the grapplers basically like the grapplers they are a bunch a bunch of closeted wrestling marks that claim that they slay people basically their version of slaying is that they talk crap to you so much that you get so mad that you block them okay and these are full-grown men wearing masks Whatever floats your boat, guys. If that makes you happy, awesome. But like for me and John, like the way that we see it is that unless you are a paid pro wrestler or or it's Halloween, we don't see the point in it. But uh, one grappler that I can honestly say that I was somewhat wrong on, no hell, fully wrong on, was which Rob might not Rob might not like this and I pray that we can kind of shed some light on this for him but Ocho from the bottom Rob, did, Rob does not hate Ocho in any way shape or form okay. trust me yeah okay, he doesn't okay. At all. I'm just going to say that right off the bat sorry uh, okay okay and so uh, so like Ocho brother from the bottom of my heart Based off the preconceived notions that I had with the grapplers, I I grouped you in there and I judged you unfairly. And based off what you've shown me recently, you are an extremely cool, decent guy, and uh, you are a very, very kind-hearted guy. And and brother, like the God honest truth is that I would really love to get to know you more. And 
And uh, first, we could talk privately uh, via Skype. But if you would like to come on my show, like you're more than welcome to as well, uh, because I would like to get to know you and see what makes you tick and see what motivates you to uh, be be such a kind hearted person. Because one thing that you that really that really, really caught me earlier whenever we were talking on Twitter was you said to me that one of your goals daily is to make somebody happy and make somebody smile daily. And that's awesome. That's such a cool, positive goal that you should have. And, and brother, that's the exact opposite of what the grapplers stand for. So me and John, we personally think that you're too good for the group and that you can stand on your own and do great things. So brother, from my end, I'm sorry for like the prejudgments that I had about you. And we would love to be friends with you and we would love to do stuff going forward. Now, John, what's your take brother? Um, I, you know, I, I had no zero, uh, bad interactions with him before one period of time there. So, you know, and he was doing his thing with that group and doing their stuff and it is what it is, man. I didn't like the way a lot of it was handled and, you know, people, we, we retaliated back and, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm not going to apologize for anything because I don't think I did anything that they didn't just that, you know, that what, what it was, is it this is a long time ago, but you know, like I said, I'm learning how to turn the other cheek at the time. The things these guys were saying was reprehensible, man. And I was, I I was defending some of the things that my, my friends were saying, or they were saying about my friends and their family and, and personal attacks on them. And he's, he was the least of the problem with those guys for sure. And he admitted that he stopped doing it and I've seen him stop doing it. And I have zero issue with what he's been doing. Do I like his character? Uh, absolutely not. I think it's obnoxious and I don't think it's fun. And I'm just being straightforward and honest. Does that mean he's an obnoxious? All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Because I've talked to him uh, several times before that on a nice level, and he is a very nice guy. I just think sometimes we all, like I said earlier, get hooked up into a persona and to a personality, and we're playing to the crowd and the entertainment side of it, and that's what he's doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it, is, it is what it is. Does that mean he's a bad person? No. You know, he's definitely wasn't doing those things that the other ones were doing at times. Yes, but not like to the level of them. So yeah. I, I don't have any bad feelings towards him at all. You know, in any way, I, I have zero bad feelings towards him. Is it fun to do a little parody thing with the things that he does? Sure. But because he brings it on himself and mm-hmm. it's not malicious and mean. <laughs> So no. I know maybe I'm not giving the right answer, but I'm giving an authentic answer on how I feel on it. And it doesn't mean that he's a bad person at all because he doesn't seem like he is at all. Man, it seems like he's, not, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's like a, all of us that's putting a, putting a show out, putting, making a show, whatever it might be, you know, doing things. And it doesn't mean he's a bad person for doing it. So oh, yes. I, 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 I don't have anything negative to say about him as a person. And I could sit with him tomorrow and have a normal conversation with him and talk to him like a gentleman and wouldn't have any problem with it. But I, I doubt he would want to do that with me. I think he thinks a certain way and it is what it is. You know, I have to under, I understand that if, if somebody thinks that way, but if not, I, I say it to him, I have no bad feelings towards him. 
I'm over it all people. I, I've said it before. I'm over it all. So I, I hope the best for him. See, there you go, guys. Like right there, you guys thought that we were probably going to bash the grapplers and this no, and all. that. Nope. Uh, I'm not bashing anybody here tonight. <laughs> so nope. if that's what the people are looking to listen to, you might want to move on then because that's not what yep. the purpose of the show is going to be. Cause I'm not going to bash anybody. Because I'm going to give you an we authentic are a answer. Christian show guys. We are here to, we are here to talk about loving people re- through their faults and to turn the other cheek. That's what the theme is tonight. guys. We're trying to learn how to do that too. And yes, we're trying to learn how to do that, everybody. And all the people out there that think this show is a response to them, you know, don't flatter yourself on that because that's no. not what it's meant to be. It's meant to be say, hey, we've made mistakes too. And we have yep. to learn how to turn the other cheek. And we're not going to continue that game of he said, she said negativity because we're all, yeah, we're all God's creatures. You know, this is a Christian show. We're all God's creatures. We're his creation and we're his imperfect creations. And he recognizes that about us and he loves us, you know, irregardless of it. But at some point he would be disappointed if we keep continuing to make these poor choices too. So this is our way to hold ourselves accountable for our own yeah. actions too, because it's available for thousands of people to listen to now. So you can hear it right from the horse's mouth that we're saying there too, is this is a way to hold us accountable. Am I saying I'm never going to make a mistake and do that again? No, I'm not saying that because that would be crazy to make that outlandish of a statement, you know, but I'm telling you, I'm going to make a more conscious effort like I've been doing and same for you. And you know, that's all. There's going to be no bashing whatsoever, no negativity. Um, and there's one more person that I'm going to bring up tonight. And then, like, we're going to move on to some wrestling talk, guys. And that is one of the, one of, like, the coolest cats that I've ever spoken to. He's been nothing but kind to me. He's made some mistakes here and there. But, hey, no one's perfect. We all live in glass houses. So, so who am I to say that that I need to toss a rock at his glass house. That being Hambone. And um from the bottom of my heart, brother, you've been nothing but nice and kind to me and you and you've given me some fantastic advice and we've had some wonderful conversations and which I get it. You're the type of person as so many of us are you try not to rock the boat. So you tend to side with whoever you're talking to at the moment. So you don't piss them off and dude, we get it. But sometimes it comes off as you being rude towards somebody else. But then, but then you go to like the side that you're being rude to, and then you side with them. And then you side with the brother with all due respect we forgive you but you're going to have to put the line you're 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 going to have to draw a line within the sand and you're going to have to pick a side whatever that side is and stick with it because people will respect you more for you being on a solid side of the fence and stick into one value or like one area. I'm sorry. I'm trying to 
say this as nice as possible, but brother, I, I, you're saying to, I, I want to make sure I understand too, because I don't oh, want yeah. it to be misinterpreted. You're saying to him about you stay to one side with like morals and values, right? Because you're not saying he's got to be one side or their side or our side. Yeah. It's about, it's about like morals and values is what you're saying, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. just want to make that sure because we're not saying uh, that at all that he needs to choose us over them or anything. No, 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 no not no. at all. He, no, no, a, no, I just I don't want anybody to misinterpret that. Okay, meaning, go based off what your heart is telling you. Don't go based off what your head at the time is telling you. Okay. Okay. Now I understand. Now I understand it more. Because sometimes, guys, I have. St- Sometimes I struggle like with getting like my point across, but Hambone, you have a wonderful heart. You've been nothing but nice and kind to me. And this might sound crazy, but I definitely hope and pray that things get resolved with you and Russo and that one day the both of you guys can be on the same page once again. Because I think, it already, I think it already has, man, to be honest with you. They talk, Vince really? said that the other day. Yeah, they're they talk all the, they talk fairly frequently, man. Yeah, well, I take that back then because I was not aware of that. Yeah, yeah, so. they, they take they 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 uh they'll, they'll, they converse, they just talk this weekend actually. So they do that's the beauty of of both the both their personalities that shows the good sign of of, of uh of vince that you know vince was want to communicate with that stuff and and going down and realizes probably his own mistakes and dave's uh, hambone is is a great guy man you know he's a wonderful guy and he's got a wonderful heart to him and nothing but wonderful things to say about about dave i, I that's why i got upset today with the whole coon stuff you can people can say whatever they want about me go right ahead man i could take it i got thick skin but when you start knocking on Hambone and, and calling them names like that, that, that that's where it draws the line. That's where it's hard to turn the other cheek, man. <laughs> because he's just a good guy, man. He doesn't deserve that. It ticks me off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, he's a great man of character. Um, yep. um, Mr. Hambone is. And, like, the thing is, is that, uh, which I think sometimes that he cares so much with being liked that he, he, he ignores what his heart is telling him, which we do that too. Okay. In certain ways, shapes and forms. Okay. Because I know like with me, um, uh, hold on. Like, uh, okay. This is kind of embarrassing guys, but I'm a, it's story time. Okay. Um, there was a singer uh, that I was a huge fan of growing up by the name of Toby Keith. Okay. Yes. I love Toby Keith. And so many people like were telling me that Toby, he treats his fans like crap. Don't meet him. Don't meet him. Don't meet him. And my heart like was telling me, Hey, that's not true. Those guys they're just jealous because uh, they're not him. And guess what? One day, Toby came to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the uh, the post-cassette pavilion. My father got me backstage passes to, for me like to meet Toby. Um, 
it was a big mistake uh, because Toby, he was an extremely rude, a very arrogant, and just a, it's basically like a pompous ass. And that right there was a great example of my heart telling me one thing and then like my head telling me another. And, and like, which like, which like my heart was telling me, yes, I should listen to these guys saying that he's a mean hearted person, but like my head's telling me just go for it. And I made that mistake. And it's kind of like back in 2005 um, that I went to a wrestling event called No Way Out. Um, like the main event, it was the big show versus JBL in a, in a barbed wire steel cage. Um, my, my cousin, um, Andrew, he hooked me and my dad up like with backstage passes because he still had those connections with the WWE and the nicest wrestler that I've ever met. It was Eddie Guerrero. It was a phenomenal experience, but a big, huge disappointment was meeting John Cena with all due respect to all those make a wish kids and stuff like that. Guys, that's just a show that John is putting on. He's really a very cocky, stuck up, he's stuck on himself guy. And I got my hopes up thinking that he would be such a great guy. So I put my better judgment straight to the side for that. And I got disappointed so like the point that i'm trying to make guys is that make sure your heart lines up with your head and don't get and don't have both of them on one way don't have your head saying one thing and your heart saying one other thing and you choose the wrong thing knowing that that's probably going to be the bad outcome. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'm rambling here. But anyways. Rambling happens. Don't worry. Rambling yeah, rabbit. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, rambling rabbit, by God. He's resilient. He'll be back. Yes, but bottom line to like the people that we spoke about, we want nothing but the best for you, and we're praying for you, and we hope and pray for the ones that have a lot to work on, as we all do, that God shapes you, he molds you, and he makes you, he crafts you into the greatest possible version of who you can be. Um, with that said, um, we are going to move on to wrestling talk. Now, John, um, the God Honest Truth Brother is that lately... The WWE for me has been downright unwatchable. Are you in the same boat? A lot of it is, yeah. I mean, it's. 
I mean, I unfortunately cover most all of it throughout the week because, you know, I do a wrestling podcast and, you know, we owe it to our listeners and, you know, do five wrestling, six wrestling shows a week. So I have to watch the, yeah, I know it's a lot, man. So, yeah, so I, I have to watch the product for that right there as best I can. Um, do I watch every bit of it? Not all the time. No, I fast forward through a lot of it and I'll, I'll try to catch the main points for things, but sometimes I do sit through the whole thing. Um, they had, they're doing some okay things, but lately with a lot of the stuff, it's just ridiculous, man. I don't even, I, I cringe thinking at some of the things that they're doing on a weekly basis and I can't understand why they're doing it. It's just, it's like a dysfunctional family over there, in my opinion, right at this moment. It's really, it's really sad to see what is deteriorating too. Uh, Raw, uh, Raw was hands down. That was the worst show that I've seen all year. Uh, that episode this past Monday. Oh, last, last week was for me. That was the worst. This one was a step up in some ways. This was a C minus last week was a true F for me. And Mr. Dimples, who is that? Who's which one's Dimples? Uh, like the guy that was in the main event with, uh, no, 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 wait. He wasn't a, like a semi main event with uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, Jesus guy, man. I talked about him tonight on <laughs> the Red Turtles uh, wrestling podcast. I'll put the plug out there for that while we're doing it. The Red Turtles wrestling podcast Tuesday night raw review that comes out along with our uh, Wednesday night war show on Thursday nights and our their, their Saturday flagship. But we talked about uh, uh, Umberto Carrillo. It just reminds me of Alberto Del Rio. Every time I think about it, the guy looks like a damn power ranger with his outfit. Go look it up, man. There's memes of it going around today. His outfit is like a power ranger without the mask. And why they did this with this kid. I have no idea, man. It was awkward at best. The crowd hated it. Literally. This is how you get Seth Rollins. They wanted to make him the biggest baby face they have. Everything they've done to this guy over the past few weeks just screams heel and that they don't know what they're doing. The crowd's turned on him. He's in Roman Reigns level heat now with a lot of people. It's crazy, man. And then this is how you're going to get him out of it. You put him in a match with Umberto Carrillo, the green power ranger. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what we got, man. Yeah, that's uh, what we got. That's now, about what uh, it's come to. Straight up. Which I, which I can say this honestly, um, please, WWE, please consider bringing Russo in. Anything. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, okay, okay. Do you want the guy that, uh, the guy that made Mantar, or do you want the guy that, like the guy that did Crash TV that made it. S- that made it to where wrestling was watchable. All right. So I'm going to throw this back out because I used to think the same way in a lot of ways. And this isn't because of personal issues. This is just because of this is how my thinking's changed through the years and probably through the last year of watching this stuff when I see it. Because I've done a lot of stuff for shows that I've had to go back and rewatch old things. We've watched old things. You know, let's be real, man. The Attitude Era was edgy. It was fun. It was an exciting time frame for wrestling. I miss all those days and that stuff. It's never going to be that way again. Most of the stuff that was out there was crap. 
Like it was really bad with the exception of a few people. If you go back and watch it now, like go back and rewatch. I implore anybody to go back and rewatch a lot of these errors of things. There was some amazing things that was out there that was 50,000 times better than what we got out there. But a lot of the cards, Chris was crap, man. And I, I, I'm telling you, I went back and watched a lot of them and I, I, I'm baffled to think sometimes why I was entertained by it. And some of it, I, I mean, I, I, still to this day love or there's things I find that I didn't realize that was that good, you know, that they were so much better than I remember them being. I used to think he was the one that could help them and save them. He doesn't resonate to the style. He has been out of the business for so long with writing it and doing it for the most part on a mainstream level. He couldn't relate to the people in the back. He doesn't get along with anybody. So that's not going to work right there. The talent has in the people in the business, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, have zero respect for this guy for the most part. He would never be able to get anything over and crash TV booking will never make it on today's day and age with, with, with our society, the way that it is with being so sensitive and so snowflakeish so many times it's really would never go over. He would be the worst call that you'd ever make. He'd make it less time than Bischoff, man. He'd make it, he'd make it two weeks if he was lucky. What about Jim Cornette? And do you think that he could no. help? Listen, another great mind in the business with Jim Cornette, like Russo, he's got a great mind. And, you know, I'm not diminishing anything that either of these guys did. I mean, they were revolutionary with what they were doing. They were, you know, they transcended things in their own ways. And, you know, Russo with his writing, you know, did a lot. But the reality is he only had a few year run that was really on top. You know, I mean, let's use this TNA argument a million times with two million people. They never drew a dime over there. They never made a penny. They were mismanaged from the start, you know, with everything over there. It was a different time frame, too, with ratings. It's not to diminish it. They'll never get it again. They'll never see it again. AEW is not even going to sniff that number of 2 million people in my, in my opinion, anytime soon or ever, you know, now Cornette is different. Cornette is so old school in his philosophies and he's fun and he's entertaining to listen to a lot of times, but he's such a, he's such a stubborn old guy in his views on things. He can never relate to the talent. He could never get that product over to that level um, with the crowd the way it is. Time has definitely come, and I'm not saying it's passed him by because it hasn't. He's still a fresh mind. Time has come, and it's made it so he wouldn't be relevant in today's society to work with them. And that's not because he doesn't have good views or it wasn't great at what he did. Same with Russo. You know, it's the same yeah. stance that I have on it. It's a different time, and it's a different age. His style wouldn't make it a week over there. Russo might get two. He might get a week before he tells Stephanie McMahon, you know, that uh, – to go f herself but you know i'm, I'm not going to say those words on this show though of what he would really say you know do, so do you think that triple h he's the answer then no i don't so i don't do think you, he is at all so do you so so do you think that vince mcmahon he's made the mistake of being so reliant on a small group of guys that he didn't bother to look towards the future with, with the writing. I think it's not a small group of guys because his writing team is massive. I think he's got too many hands in a cookie jar. I'll say that he's got too many hands in a cookie jar. Each show has 25 to 40 writers from what I understand that are writing each show. So imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. It's 20, at least 25 writers a show. This is in there, you know, upwards. Sometimes I've heard 40 to 50 that they've had at some points too. So that's tw just a low case scenario, 25 people. That's what's in a room writing it. How, do you think 25 people are going to see the same way 
absolutely not. It's going to be counterproductive at its finest. He needs to diminish his roles, bring three or four people in that can do it and not have 50 people out there that are putting together Raw and SmackDown and then 20 people behind NXT putting it together. Have a few people, have a centralized thing. You know, that's the first thing that I think they need to do. You know, Vince time... Time has definitely passed him by in a lot of things. I think he's been on top for so long and there's been no competition. When I used to tell people this in the military when we were riding and they would tell us this and I've had to learn this lesson the hard way too. You get, especially if you do combat stuff, you know, you're out there and if so, you get comfortable because you've done it so many times or you've pr- driven this route a million times. You've been through this village and patrolled it a million times. And when you let your guard down, what happens? You get fucking killed. And, you know, you get popped because you're not expecting it. Vince got so comfortable in what he was doing. He got complacent and complacency kills. And that's what's killed his business. And they're not going to want to change it and really make drastic measures when he's making the amount of money that he's making because he's making buku dollars. His ratings maybe stink and they're going down like crazy. His product stinks. But the guy's making so much money. Fox in Saudi Arabia. It's a lot of it. Yep. It is, you know, and when and you're making that type of money, why would you want to change in your mind? You think there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think he pays attention to what the internet says at all. I don't think he listens. I don't think he cares. He listens yeah. to what certain people tell him and they could tell him that the sky is falling and he needs to freaking get his umbrella or take cover. And he, he would do it his own way no matter what. He wouldn't be taking cover. That's how he's going to do it. He's always been that way and that's how he's going to be till he's uh, till he's gone. He's the creator of it and he could be the killer of it. And which, and like with all due respect to like their booking choices, who gives a crap about Tyson Fury? Seriously, who does? I, I mean, Kane Velasquez, that's great booking, and I see why they did that, but Tyson Fury, I don't care. Uh, with all due respect, boxing hasn't been relevant for what, maybe 20 years since Tyson and Lennox Lewis and Holyfield were doing it. I mean, it, I mean, you talk about time passing a sport by boxing is it's like the redheaded stepchild of sports. Now it, it's really not that important. Um, it's dead in the water. It's yeah. dead in the water and it's not going to come back. And yeah. The UFC's facing similar things right now. The UFC is really? one of the most over. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. They're one of the most oversaturated products in the world. They have a card or two cards every week now and people, they don't have compelling matchups. It's impossible for them to really give compelling television when they're doing so much. They don't have a show to introduce you to these people and it's a real life thing. And then these guys have to try to sell the fights and stuff. They're so oversaturated right now that their numbers have, have gone way down. Are they making boatloads of money still too? I'm sure they are, but they're not the hottest commodity out there like they were 10 years ago because they've diminished their value. Like the WWE has diminished their value. It just so happens that supply and demand is that they make the most money out of everybody and they're in the most demand like the WWE is. And they're going to keep getting those deals um, because of it up until a point where somebody really comes up and completely challenges them to that role and to getting that deal, that big deal, or the networks just say, you stink. You're not putting out good stuff for us. It's not beneficial. You're gone. See you later. Now, that could happen uh, too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And now um um 
we know like your feelings on like the WWE, but like with AEW, uh, one thing that I noticed was Taz was doing color commentating on the secondary show, uh, dark, uh, do you think that that's a one-time thing, or do you think Taz is on the payroll now? I think the worst mistake they can make is bring another announcer on. They don't need it. You know, they got enough good guys there that are right there, and it's not because Taz isn't good or anything. I think Taz is a pretty good announcer. Um, I don't think he was tremendous in any way. I do think it was not necessarily a one-off, but um, I think they would be open if they needed his services, and I think he'd be open to them. And okay. I think it was a good platform for where he was popular. It was out in Philly and ECW country. Um, so – they really don't need anything else. I mean, they have a really good announced team that's there right now. Tony Schiavone's been doing fantastic being back in it. Uh, you know, JR's a legend. He's JR. I think his for I think his commentary has been underwhelming at best to me, but I know other people might differ on that. But he's yeah. learning a new style. Excalibur's pretty good. He's he's not great, but he's pretty good. And he's improving too. I don't I don't think they need another person. I don't see where Taz would bring any merit to it, you know. I don't see what he'd bring to the table. Okay. And um, have you watched the new version of um, NWA? Not once. I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, Well, speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, something I've been thinking about uh, and something that I talked to John about is, is that I'm thinking about doing a... NWA review show um, for the people that are listening to this and the, and that are on Twitter. Let me know what you think. And if you guys want to help me with it, let's say like a co-host, let me know, message me, let's spitball some things. All right. And, um, and uh, before we go, um, we're going to get like your um, one, um, one more thought on things um, on the on the uh, fans that are considering um, Will Ospreay for for him to be the greatest in the world. What do you say to them? Are people really saying this? Yes. Really? Since yes, since Seth Rollins ran his mouth when it comes to like the pay differences, Will was bragging saying that's great but i'm the greatest in the world i yes i remember this now is he is is this still going on with him that he's kind of believing this and puts this out there all the time the fans are like the ones that are keeping it going give me a break dude i'm not saying the guy's not good in the ring man i i wouldn't recognize and, I, and i'm a wrestling per, guy that covers wrestling and i i'm the first to tell you i'm not a new japan fan not because it's bad it's just not my style but I mean, I've seen Will a few times wrestle. I thought he was good. Don't get me. I thought he was, you know, good in the ring. Will Ospreay's the best in the world. I mean, what? <laughs> this guy couldn't draw. This guy couldn't draw flies to shit, man. Excuse my language here. I mean, what? What? People want to have a headlining match of, uh, you know, Seth Rollins versus Will Ospreay at WrestleMania. I mean, who wants to see that other than Matt Coon? You know, so it's like. Um, Dave you know, Meltzer would. 
Oh God. Yeah. They would, they would love it, man. And just be sitting over there and, and, uh, he'd be watching the match a million times. Oh, dude, no way, man. I mean, I'm not saying Will Ospreay's not talented because I think he is a talented guy. Everyone has seen, but I wouldn't recognize the guy for 10 seconds. And if he came over the States over here and walked around and he was in a market like that saying he's the best in the world at that, you know, it, nobody would recognize him either except a hardcore wrestling fan. I don't even know what he looks like in my, in my head right now. And that's not saying other people don't, but it, it's saying that most people don't man, because he'd walk by me, he'd walk by in an airport and 99 out of a hundred people would just keep walking by and wouldn't know who that was. Will Ospreay. You know, if I walked through the airport, a hundred out of a hundred people wouldn't, wouldn't know it was me. That's about the level of uh, where Will Ospreay would be now go take Seth Rollins, you know, he's on WWE. He's got the machine behind him. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying Seth is the best in the world, not even close, like not even a fraction. I'm not, a, I'm not a Seth Rollins guy. I'm just giving an analogy is Seth would get probably 10, 15, 20 people that would come up to him and want to talk to him out of a hundred because who, not everybody's a wrestling fan. Who would you say in, in your mind is the best in the world right now? Wow. That's a hard question to, to answer. Um, man, when it comes to wrestling ability, Draw, uh, drawing power, character, sto- uh, uh, promo. I mean, like the total package. You know, if I was to look at it from the people that are currently out there and currently in the product, the whole total. Um, and this isn't necessarily derived from a wrestling match standpoint. It's the it's the ceiling on what I see if it's done correctly. Um, is Bray Wyatt. I don't think anybody can compare to him right now. I think he's on a whole other level than everybody else that's out there. And if booked correctly, could be one of the most legendary gimmicks of all time. Now it's not being booked correctly right now, but let's see where it goes at crown jewel. I don't think there's any way in hell he walks out because he's on another brand now, unless something happens, but I didn't think they would take him to the show. I think they've done themselves. They should have never booked this from the start. Bray Wyatt to me is probably the best all around person in the business right now. Creatively, he's very serviceable in the ring. He's very good. You know, if I looked at maybe another person that I think is probably the best in the world with draw and could actually really do something. And I don't think he's the best in the world at all, but, um, you know, Jericho's a guy that's doing some great stuff over there at AEW. I still think yeah. it's a crazy outlandish thing to say he's the greatest thing in the world in wrestling in this last year. I think that's the dumbest statement I've heard too. But I think he what he's doing for them is 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 very it's very good. But yes. I don't still don't I, I still don't think that he's a level of a draw of a Brock Lesnar of people even Seth Rollins, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, okay. those guys. But what he's doing at AEW and what he's helped them with legitimacy, you know, makes that me think that way with him a little bit. But man, it's you don't really see the standout people. I know it's a long answer for a short question, but you don't really see standout people like you used to. There's no Um, big star power. There's no John Cena's. There's no Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold's, Randy Orton's. You know, the the last one was John Cena, and that's the last one that there will ever be. um, Do you want to know somebody? whenever like the chains are cut from him, that will make a huge impact in that will draw houses. That's killer, killer cross. cross. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, man. Killer cross is, is money. There's the, the other one, TNA is a stronghold right now. And I always call them TNA impact impact has a lot that's sitting at the, at their fingertips right now over there. And I don't know if they realize all that, all that they have with some of the people that are over there. Sam- Sammy Callahan and 
Brian Cage. Seriously. I mean, people can say what they want about Sammy Callahan. He's out of shape. He's, he lives his gimmick. He does that crazy hardcore crap. He's gross. He's a, he's a carny. He's a back, he's a backstage guy. I mean, Sammy was over in the WWE and they didn't do spit with him. I've seen him live a million times, you know, on the indie scene. I've seen him a bunch of times and yeah, I was always very impressed by him when he was a younger guy doing it. He's coming to his own over there. He could be one of the best heels in the world if given the right platform. And I don't know much about the, um, his Brian Cage's gimmick right now because I don't watch Impact because I just don't have enough time. But when I see Brian Cage, he screams star power to me. Oh, yeah. And oh, he's yeah. got the look. He's pretty good in the ring. He's a good talker from what I've heard. I mean, he's screaming it, man. He could be a, a crazy white meat baby face if they built him correctly. He was a genetic freak. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And just imagine a Lesnar-Cage match. That would be a sight to behold right there. I I still stick with what you said with Killer Cross. Killer Cross is yeah. a freaking phenomenal man. I, that, oh, yeah. just, I did nothing but wonderful things to say about him, man. He's the most misused guy in wrestling right now, in my opinion. And I think, like, the honest truth is that if – AEW is smart. They will get Cross. And think about it this way: Jericho versus Cross. That's a money match right there. It would and, be interesting. Oh yeah, and um, but guys, uh, we're we're gonna get going for the night. But before we leave, we're gonna do the plugs, and then we're gonna do the Michael Bolton song of the week. So first, so first. Brother John, what's going on like with Dan B. Severn and and the rest of the Reality Tech Podcast Network? Well, Dan's doing great. I just talked to Dan tonight and I talked to him yesterday for a little bit too. He's doing great. He's been super busy. You know, we haven't been able to get a show in a couple of weeks. He's been on the road. He always is. Um, but I talked to Dan tonight and we're going to be nailing some great stuff down this weekend and we're going to make okay. it up to everybody and we're going to get a more consistent schedule. It's hard to tame the beast because um, – a, when he can kick your ass anytime he wants to, and B, is that he's just so busy, like, like you know, we all are in our own lives. He's traveling constantly, so, um, and we really want to get Don involved, but Don's having some really bad problems health-wise right now. He's really fighting for it right now, so we want to get him really involved when he feels good, but he's going to be um, in the hospital for a fairly long time and, and recovery from, you know, the ailments that he's had, um, and, you know, and Dan talked about it on the show, so I'm not spilling Don's business or anything like that. Dan's you know, discussed it because they are really great friends, you know, in real life. So we will be having some cool stuff. We're going to put some stuff in there. We're going to have some great guests coming up when we get them all together. We're going to get it a more on a more consistent pattern. I just got to get him tamed. Uh, Wrestling with reality this week. Lots of great shows. Just dropped two shows already. One on Monday. We did a Monday motivation show. Really great topic. It's about what you're meant to do in life and not what you have to do and what you think you have to do and why it benefits your life to realize that. And it's a great message behind it, I think. And then today we released a wrestling show. We looked inside Eric Bischoff and kind of being the scapegoat there, that whole backstage situation. We shed a mm-hmm. little light on some of the details of it. And it's, a, it's an interesting look. And I did that with my friend, Richie. Um, Richie's a good dude. He's actually going to be coming aboard and doing some stuff with us on the network, which I'm excited awesome. for, for Richie. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. He's a really good guy. 
Um, he lives out in Arizona. He's a great dude. And, uh, so I say, you know, you never, you never say never in life. You know, I met Richie through, um, doing some work on a show. He had messaged me, you know, like the stuff we were doing. We started talking, became friends, you know, had him on the show a few weeks ago and he's got a great concept for the show and I'll, I'll talk about it next week, but it's a real, it's a very innovative concept for the show. And there's another show that's going to be launching in November and it's a show that I'm doing. It's called The Road to Redemption. It's a, it's going to be a, a show about people's uh, mistakes, like we were talking about tonight in life, people's transgressions, um, people's failures, and how they took those situations and give people positive hope that they can repair things in their life. And it's going to give them tools that they might not have had before and some stories and some understanding of other people's struggles to realize you're not alone. You're not fighting this in life by yourself and that you can get your redemption and that you can get your life repaired. And we're going to have celebrity guests on there. We're going to have uh, a lot of common guys, just like me and you and everybody listening out there, the regular mm-hmm. folk, but we're going to have some, we're going to have some celebrity guests that will be coming on throughout it. I got a couple of people that have already agreed to it and I'm really excited. I'll announce it later oh, on. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll be towards the first or second week of, uh, mm-hmm. or not for second week, first, second month, excuse me, of doing it when we tape it, but I'm taping the first episodes, uh, of it. Uh, I think next week is my first one that I'm doing and it's not about me. It's about other people. You know, my stories will be in there too, but it's a cool show. It's a cool concept. Yeah. And, uh, we just got on a new platform, which is great. We dropped the big news tonight for everybody. I know it's a long ending, but, uh, you know, oh, it's, you're worth it. it's, it's worth it. But, um, we, had a great opportunity that was presented to us by one of the biggest podcasting sources in the world. And we were having some dialect with them. It's, we left Spreaker, went over to Transistor temporarily. Um, nothing against Spreaker, love them to death, but it, I don't really agree with their monetization practices. And I, I, I don't, when it comes to how we put it out, people deserve to be compensated correctly. And it, that's just all I'll say on that. It's no ill feelings towards Spreaker. It's just, I wanted a different platform. So we had uh, reached out and they reached back out to us. We went through a lot of information, the business side of it, and had to give them all of our stuff, go over everything with them, do the whole business side of it. And they were really excited about working with us and wanted to work with us. Not everybody gets the opportunity to. It's very exclusive um, for a lot of people that go over there. You have to have a lot of merit and value to them where they see that you're ready to take that next step if you're a smaller show or a mid-level show, which is what we all are. We're smaller, growing mid-level shows um, for the most part. And they saw a lot of upside in what we were bringing to the table. And they made me an offer on it yesterday on coming aboard. We were made two offers. So we're finalizing the uh, agreement tomorrow uh, in the afternoon, which would be Wednesday. Just really excited for it. And uh, we're going to be jumping on board with Megaphone. Megaphone is heard by 9.5 billion people a year in downloads. 460 million downloads a month go through go through them. And Holy they, crap. Yeah, there's a it's a huge platform. It's the second, I think, biggest platform in the world. 
right now for hosting uh, podcasts and stuff. And we're very grateful for uh, Megaphone extending that opportunity out there to us. And, you know, they're going to be a great partner for us. They love the creativity of what we do. They love the smaller feel of some of our shows and they see a lot of value in bringing them and helping them grow to the level where they know that it can reach with their help. They are innovators in the podcasting world and they are some of the creators of podcasting and all these sources. Their analytics are two to three years ahead of the curve from everybody else. So the things that we're going to do through them, it doesn't affect how we bring things out for the shows, but what Mm -hmm. it does is it brings us to a much greater audience and it helps us see more and more what people want and it helps to get out there more for us. And when that happens, that creates an opportunity for us to give more content to the all the listeners out there to bring more shows on, to bring more episodes for each thing, because doing it all costs people money to bring it out there. And the more opportunities we have to grow it, the more downloads we get, the more agreements we have with marketing, which is all part of the greatness of what they do is it monetizes better for people. So that way people can get compensated because Unfortunately, when you don't have a name and you start this off, it takes a long time to get it going, to make money and put it together. You know, we're sitting out here at 1.30 in the morning on a Wednesday morning right now doing this. This takes time, you know, and people don't realize that. And the beauty of, of Megaphone is they take care of all that for us and they help us with all those things and agreements and they they bridge the gap between different things and help us reach to that level so that way we can bring more to the listeners and we can't wait for that because it's going to bring a lot of newer and cooler shows and make our shows even cooler and bring more information out there for everybody so it's going to be a win-win for everybody business as usual but what a platform man so can't thank them enough for the offer and the opportunity um and it'll be fun to it'll be fun to get going with them in the next couple weeks hopefully next week um it'll happen and the switch over will happen nobody will even know it happened but we will and it will reach out to some cool stuff so thank you megaphone all right and megaphone thanks to you guys this time next year there's gonna be like a giant ass pontoon boat parked in front of my house so all (laughs) right let's hope so right let's hope so man Let's well, ideally let's hope, hope so. so. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool platform. It's going to be cool for the listeners. So we're going to bring you guys more content, more shows from it. All right. But in all seriousness, guys, we are so excited. Like with the new changes that are coming for like the Reality Check Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for joining me and John this week on Inspired with Christopher. And we're going to end it on a positive note. And we know that you guys love hearing the voice Jesus is right hand man for his music and that's my main man he's got the voice of Jesus and Fergie and an angel all wrapped up in the one and that's Michael Bolton so we're going to end on a positive note with the latest Michael Bolton song of the week Uh, 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 alright guys thank you so much God bless you and have a safe blessed and joyous week
Do you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. 